I've got our state championship medal hanging up on my uh, above my bed, and I wrote I've written that quote on a piece of tape and put that on the back. So every time I wake up, I can kind of look up and I see the back of that a little bit when I wake up, and it just kind of you know every time I kind of catch the glance that it gets me going and you know helps me wake up in the morning. And even though I wasn't a huge part of that championship team, it was just a it was a great feeling to be a part of that team and to be on that field with those guys and you know just have that I mean most a lot of people won't get to achieve that in their lives and that was just a great feeling to have Podcast. I'm your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. Got a phenomenal episode on tap for you guys today. Really excited for this one. We're going to talk a little high school football. Last Friday's games, good quarterfinals. Some really good quarterfinals around the States, so we'll get into that. We also have East lineman Trevor Eldridge and Natrona County quarterback Tyler Hill on the podcast, so Really had a fun time talking to both of them. We'll have those interviews for you. But first, Robert, how's it going, man? It's going well. It's uh, it's the playoffs. It's playoff time. Uh, so, so, you know, it's a good time for sure. Fall sports are coming to an end. Went by pretty quick. I know for you up there in Casper as well. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind of a fall sports season. I can't believe this weekend is also the Volleyball State Championships. Seems like that started just like a month ago. Feels like it, but it's already state championship time. Semifinals time for the, for the football playoffs, if you would. But last Friday was the quarterfinals. I know you were at Pine Bluffs. How did Stu Lerwick and the boys, how'd they look? You know, Pine Bluffs didn't play its best game of the season for sure. They did. They looked. They looked out of sorts a little bit. Um, some miscues um, offensively, anyway. Offensively, on the defensive side of the ball, they looked great. Um, played really well. Defense wins championships, and uh, their defense really rose to the occasion. And you know, got them out of some dug dug them out of some holes uh, when it mattered. And yeah, but you know the offense still looked looked well. Um, Ryan Fornstrom, uh, Pine Bluffs wide receiver, had almost 160 receiving yards. Um, I think he leads Class 1A nine men in receiving now. Uh, following that week, granted all the teams aren't in action anymore, but still, uh, pretty impressive. Um, you know the the offense was or the running game was really rolling for Pine Bluffs. So, but they just, I mean. They kind of shot themselves in the foot a couple of times, but um, they definitely were able to prevail. Uh, it wasn't really a close game. The defense didn't allow it to get as close as maybe it could have been. Yeah, anytime you can win 35-8 to eight and it not be your best game, that's impressive. That's certainly impressive. Pine Bluffs will take on Rocky Mountain this Friday. You think there's any way that Pine Bluffs somebody can slow down the wagon that is Pine Bluffs, unless they of course 
shoot themselves in the foot? I don't really know. The Shoshone, they're more than likely going to score off with Shoshone in the state championship game. And it's a really good team. But first, they need to get past this Rocky Mountain team. Um, Shoshone is the only team that has beaten Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain's 8-1. and one. Going into this game, uh, you know, they have really good offense. They hung 80 points on a team a couple weeks ago, um, which, you know, it's hard to do for sure. has to be pretty tough to do. Uh, so, yeah, Rocky Mountain's definitely going to be challenged. Pine Bluffs can't overlook this team. But it's kind of shaping up for Shoshone Pine Bluffs state championship game, and Shoshone's good. Uh, they could have – Pine Bluffs barely pulled away there in their first matchup of the season. So, to answer your question, no. I love it. I love it. You know, sim- simple answer that we got to there. I I mean, it just – it seems like Pine Bluffs, man, this is a team of destiny. They just – Go out, do what they need to do. We'll see what happens. You're right. Rocky Mountain is a good football team, and they will certainly want to come spoil the destiny and probably take on Shoshone in that final on the other side. When Rocky Mountain played Shoshone, it was 27-10, and the team they put 80 points on, 80 points, just unbelievable amount of points to score in a football game was St. Stevens a few weeks ago there. So definitely we'll be interested to see how that one goes on Friday. I know that you are coming up to cover state volleyball, but what do you th- we'll, we'll get into it now. We won't save East. What, what do you think will happen for uh, East on Friday at Rock Springs? Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I don't know if I have a prediction on who's going to win, to be completely honest. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think it's going to be a defensive grinded out game. Uh, you know, I think East is going to be able to maintain whatever Rock Springs does offensively, how they, uh, you know, get the ball, spread the ball around. Um their different playmakers. I think East will be able to counter that with their solid, solid defense. And I don't know. It could be come down to a, like the Natrona game when East played earlier this season. Um, final play, two-point conversion to go to the state championship. Who knows? But that's just kind of what I think. Uh, grind it out. Mm. Maybe the last team who has the ball wins. Maybe the last team to get a stop wins. I don't know. Yeah, you got to expect that East is going to try and maybe make it a little a, a little sloppy, make them play a little bit of a choppy game or something like that because Rock Springs has a lot of playmakers. East has a lot of playmakers. I, I don't think in – a semifinal game that you want to end up in a track meet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I think Rock Springs might – are they the more experienced team? Experience, I think, tends to play a big factor in these these scenarios. So 
East has been there before. It's been a long time since Rock Springs has been in the semifinals. So that, you know, even though maybe some of these guys weren't playing last year, the coaching staff puts these guys in, in positions. They know what these games are like. I certainly think that yep. East should have a coaching advantage, if nothing else. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, East is – I mean, every year it seems like they're – Competing, they're in the semifinals. Same four teams every year. It seems like, uh, yeah. I don't know when the last time Rock Springs has won a state championship or has been to the championship game. I think it was 21 years ago when I looked. This was a long. I mean, start of the start of the football season. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yes, you're right, David. It's 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 uh, it's, it seems like an every year thing. We shall see. T-Birds. We shall see with the T-Birds. You were at a great game last week. I mean, this is the game of the week. <sighs> I was Trona County, Thunder Basin. Unbelievable How, football. Talk about that game. Unbelievable football game. It was 0-0 at half. Certainly, it looked like it was going to be a dud. I was sitting there. I was like, man, there are no points scored. I thought it was real. I really thought it was just going to be three to nothing. Thought it was trending in that direction. It was that looking like that kind of game. Second half, Thunder Basin breaks through first. They put up seven. They put up six. They missed the extra point initially. And see, I guess that's all they needed was to see somebody else score because they went right down. They scored. Then Thunder Basin scored. Put put the two point conversion in. They're up. 14 to seven at that point. And honestly, I mean, there are three, three minutes and change for NC to come back and NC quarterback, Tyler Hill, who we'll talk to here in a little bit. He drove the team right down the field, scored it. He had two just major pat. The first pass was just a bomb down the middle. Got him on the fringe of the red zone there to Brecken McClintock, just an unbelievable grab from McClintock. And then Tyler Hill does what he does, man. He, he was dancing around back there and somehow Caden Farr was in the back of the end zone, just wide open. He got it to him. And then it was 14, 13 and NC looked like they were going to go for two. Genuinely, they were going to go for two and then a false start backed him up. They kicked the extra point. It was good. I just I, – I wasn't even sure of what the rules were of overtime in high school football here. Do, do you know the rules for high school football overtime here, Robert? Nope. I don't remember the rules for high school football. I, uh, I know I remember I played in a playoff semifinal double overtime game, and I don't remember, to be completely honest. I think um, – I think the rule is that each team gets the ball from the 10-yard line and then they try to score. Yeah. I think it's like college. Yeah. Yeah. And Thunder Basin missed their field goal attempt on their try. They were whew, they were dangerously close to scoring a touchdown. And then Natrona County, they ran a couple run plays, not trying to do a whole lot. And then they kicked the field goal on third down. Winner, ball game. Send them home. Send Thunder Basin back to Gillette. Unbelievable game. 
truly one of the coolest sporting events I've ever been at. Just 17 to 14 overtime playoff game. Like, whew, unbelievable. The, the resolve that those kids at Natrona County have to – they were down the whole game. I mean, they were up seven to six, but they were down in the ball game, came back, and s- somehow, you know, they were on top on the scoreboard when it mattered most. Just an absolute thriller, total classic, absolute classic, as I said, on the, on the television after the game. Just – I couldn't believe it. Frankly, I mean, we have had a lot of confidence on this podcast in the Trona County what, and Coach what, what Harshman, allowed, but what, what? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I wasn't able to watch the game. I read about it, but how was how was Natrona able to win, David? I it's pure, pure, sheer will and determination. Frankly, I mean. Tyler Hill had some incredible plays. Caden Wilcox, who's been on the podcast here recently, he had a nice run that really jump-started the offense for their first touchdown, about 32-yard run that got them into the red zone, and then they just kind of wheeled it into the end zone from there. I Honestly, I think it was all Tyler Hill, frankly. He just – he had a – Nine-yard pass on third and ten to Brecken McClintock. Then on fourth and one from their own side of the field, when they were down six and nothing, quarterback sneak on fourth and one got it, got the first down. That set up Wilcox's long run a few plays later. I just I, there's no quit in these kids. Frankly, they do not give up. They don't see, you know any deficit that is insurmountable. That was why the last time they went to Sheridan, it was really a surprise. They lost 27, nothing. I really thought they were in that ball game. And I mean, they were down 14 to nothing early and then at half, but that was one game where I, frankly, they didn't play their best. And I was surprised by that. So I'm intrigued to see what they can do this, this time around against Sheridan. I really do think that they're going to have, they've got to have something left in the tank. I mean, you would think that you wouldn't have anything left in the tank after an overtime win like that, but these guys, they just don't quit. They always fight. They fight to the final whistle. It's, it's incredible. Let's get to a couple of the kids who do play football. East lineman, Trevor Eldridge, defensive lineman for the T-Birds. Really had fun talking to him. And then after him, Will be Natrona County quarterback, very instrumental in that in that comeback for the Mustangs, and one of those kids that certainly has a ton of fight in him. Can't wait to see what he has left in him on Friday, Tyler Hill. So please do enjoy those interviews right now. All right, we are thrilled to be joined right now by East lineman Trevor Eldridge. He's a big part of the Thunderbirds' success this season on the defensive line. Can't forget about the lineman. Just happy to have him on the podcast here. Trevor, how, how's it going? How are you doing? How's uh, this week treating you? I'm doing good. This week's going really well. How are you guys? As always, can't complain. Really happy to, you know, just be talking high school football here. It's a big week for the Thunderbirds. You guys have obviously been here before, but what goes into a week 
like this week when you guys have to go on the road and play an opponent that you've recently played in Rock Springs? Um, just a lot of preparation, a lot of um, refining what we do best, a lot of fixing what we didn't do really well against them. Um, no secret that we didn't play really well against them, but I think we've touched up a lot of uh, key details. I think we're going to go out there. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, that was arguably the worst game that you guys have had so far this season. What what would you say went wrong on both sides of the ball for you guys? Um, Just – you know, they played a perfect game as far as penalties go. They didn't, I mean, they didn't have any holding or any kind of penalties. And we definitely shot ourselves in the foot with a lot of holdings and um, false starts and all kinds of stuff. And just shooting yourself in the foot in that sense, it makes it really hard to keep a drive together or to make a stop. You mentioned shooting yourself in the foot. That's kind of a common phrase that I've heard from high school players and Wyoming, University of Wyoming football players so far this season. What What's the biggest thing that, you know, you can do as a football player to deter that? Um, you know, things are going to happen. I mean, holding calls and false start, all, all kinds of things are going to happen. Just the thing is not let that snowball or kind of build up. You got to kind of kill it where it is, kind of reset your mindset and just move on with the game as you were. Don't let it snowball and get out of hand. Yeah, definitely. Cause that's when things, I mean, get rough, you know, obviously uh, rock Springs, um, you talked about how well they played. Did those guys impress you a little bit um, when you guys met up last time? Um, yeah, I was definitely impressed uh, by them. They, they're a lot bigger than I expected. Um, I never looked at really height or weight sheets, so I wasn't really expecting that size. But, I mean, yeah, they were – and they were, um, they were tough guys. They didn't say much. They just played football, and it was really um, impressive and respected to watch. But, you know, I – we've always talked that size is in everything and a lot of strength and speed. And I think we have them beat on a lot of those fronts. So not as far as I wouldn't consider them intimidating, but definitely impressive. Yeah, they were, uh, I mean, I know some people had them high. Um, coming into the season, there were some people that were pretty high on them. You know, obviously Gavin Goff uh, suffered a season ending injury and, Cam Hayes comes in for you guys. Um, what's that been like? Has he impressed you as a sophomore stepping in at quarterback? And it seems like you guys are rallying around him pretty well. Uh, how, I mean, talk about Cam a little bit, please. Um, no, we've all known Cam. I mean, we've all been friends since we were super young. I've been close with Cam since we were probably third, fourth graders. Um, and I figured that he was going to do really well because Camden's – Cameron doesn't like to put the weight of the world on his shoulders. And he kind of just goes out there and he plays football to have fun. And it's really um, awesome to watch him. You know, he's always got a smile, but he, he's always dialed in too. So a lot of people kind of think he's not focused, but he's always dialed in. Um, and, but he's just out there to have fun. So I knew he wasn't going to freak himself out by any means. I knew he wasn't going to put the whole weight of the world on his shoulders, but I mean, it's just, it's been awesome to see him grow and develop throughout the season. I mean, even from our, first game to last week. I mean, he's just growing and every game he gets better and better. And it's just, it's incredible to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you guys, is, a lot of people talk about Natrona's defense and Rock Springs' defense, but I really think your guys' defense is, uh, you know, is really, really good. Um, what's been going so well for you guys on the defensive side of the ball this year? I know you have at all three levels, you guys are solid, uh, it's been going well for your defense this year. Um, just like what you said, I mean, all three levels are solid. We don't have 
one level that's, you know, lacking or anything. Our D line is solid. I mean, those three, four guys that we always have up there, I mean, they're all studs. Our linebackers are, I mean, Ethan Brinkman is just an absolute hunter out there. Just finds people and kills them. Um, and our secondary is insane there. I mean, between our speed and their know-how and their knowledge of the game, it's just, it's really awesome to play with guys like that and those kind of competitors. You mentioned the secondary there. We had Caleb Romero on the podcast earlier this season. When I saw him against Kelly Walsh, I told him that he needed to step his game up. He didn't really listen to me. I'm just playing. I love Caleb. What What is it about him as a uh, player that uh, – on the outside, on the secondary out there that impresses you? Um, what impresses me about Caleb, uh, it kind of goes back to before the season. So I think last season, Caleb was about 140-ish, I would say. And, and I mean, you know, he was, he was in the weight room every day, but he wasn't, I mean, pushing limits by any. But by the, end, or by the beginning of this season, I think he's squatting 425. And he's, I mean, he's an insane man in the weight room. And he's gained, at, I want to say, 20 pounds of just pure muscle. So just to see that kind of work ethic on somebody and that kind of um, growth. And you can definitely tell I mean, when he hits people, he doesn't go backwards anymore. You know, he goes through people and it's, it's really cool to see that on the edge. That's insane. 425. Yeah. Are, are you being for real? Whoa. What, now what yeah. do you squat? What, what's the comparison here? Um, to cornerback. Oh, he's got me beat by quite a bit. I think I was about 365 last time we, last time we maxed. Woo. Yeah, I think, the only, I think the only person that can touch him on the team is uh, Braxton Rosner, the other D-tackle. I think he's at about 425, 430. Wow. So, yeah, those two have the best by quite a big margin. Mad props to Caleb Romero then. So, yeah. let, let's just uh, – let's bounce back to you here. You know, Robert has mentioned that the defense has been kind of a strong point of your team, and it really has. You guys – play well when it matters most. How do, how do you think that you guys have been able to summon that on the defensive side of the ball when it matters, that you guys seem to always make the big play for your team or, you know, you just – you're big in big moments? Um, You know, I think a lot of it's just uh, great coaching. And, you know, coaches – we always talk about stay, stay even keel, stay even um, – or level-headed – don't get too high, don't get too low. And I think that in those big moments, guys just, you know, staying calm and playing their responsibilities has a huge impact on that. I mean, I go back to Natrona week two, um, they have a two-point conversion to win the game. And, you know, none of us were really hanging our heads with the, the skies falling kind of feeling. It was all, you know, we're going to make a stop. We're going to be good. We're going to be good here. And um, I think that trust in each other and that just confidence in our um, – in our coaching and what we've learned, I think that has a huge impact on those big plays that we've made throughout the season. Cheyenne East culture is one of the best in the state. Uh, you know, what's, what's it been like playing for this program and just being part of that culture? Um, you know, my dad coaches freshman football, so we've been a part of that, fo- or that culture since I was four years old when we moved here. Um, and, you know, I've always, every, every year, just always, you know, imagining being a Thunderbird and, you know, you finally get up there and it's everything you wanted, you, uh, had thought it was going to be. And you just feel like you're in a family and it's, I mean, I really have no words to describe the feeling of that. It's just like every dream you've had as a child just manifests itself. And 
you know, it's just, it's really cool to think about, I mean, that six-year-old you looking at the players and now you're one of those players and it's just, it's a really uh, neat feeling to have. Trevor, you, uh, I know you get in the backfield pretty often. You, you find a lot of success against uh, the guys on the other side of the ball lining up against you. Um, what's key for you just getting in the backfield and kind of causing some havoc? Um, just, I mean, you know, just playing your gap and playing your assignment is a huge part of that. Um, you know, coaches aren't going to put you in a bad spot on purpose unless they, I mean, unless you're there to take on a, block an extra block or something but you know usually our our defense is designed to get four or five guys in the backfield at any given time so I mean just having that kind of having that kind of coaching and that kind of uh, scheme and then just playing to it you know usually it works itself out for you you you've mentioned the coaching a lot and coach Goff is certainly one of our favorite coaches to talk to he played a role in Robert's life once upon a time what kind of role has Coach Goff had in your life? What kind of impact has he made on you as just a, a human being? Oh, boy. Oh, I love Coach Goff. He's – um. I made a joke earlier this season when uh, we do this thing every Thursday where we talk about the coaches, the captains of that weekend. I had a chance to talk about him one week, and I just kind of made a joke that, you know, he never smiles, but he always – he's always in a um, pretty level-headed mood. But, you know, I mean, as a freshman, a sophomore, especially, I was always kind of uh, gunning for his approval. And then it kind of hit me midway, midway through this year after that uh, interception, I came up to the sideline and he's kind of patted me on the head. And I was, it kind of clicked in my mind that, you know, that being extraordinary isn't an extraordinary feat to him. It's an expectation. He expects us to be great. And uh, Coach Goff's saying is through uh, the pursuit of perfection, we, we find excellence. And I think that just really, um, kind of says what that man's about you know I mean if you play to if you play to be perfect then you will be successful and I think that that um that mindset has been something huge that he is 100% responsible for instilling in me and the most of our um, offensive and defensive linemen and our team as a whole that's pretty powerful stuff now I don't want to make light of this but do you have any of those quotes any of those motivational sayings written down anywhere because that's the kind of thing you put like on the bathroom mirror and you just remind yourself right. yeah every day when you're brushing your teeth you're just like all right yep. i've got i've got our state championship medal hanging up on my uh above my bed and i wrote i've written that quote on a piece of tape and put that on the back so every time i wake up i can kind of look up and i see the back of that a little bit when i wake up and it just kind of you know every time i kind of catch the glance that it gets me going and you know, helps me wake up in the morning and even though I wasn't a huge part of that championship team, it was just a, it was a great feeling to be a part of that team and to be on that field with those guys and, you know, just have that. I mean, most, a lot of people won't get to achieve that in their lives. And that was just a great feeling to have. No doubt. No doubt. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast are just jealous of that feeling that you've achieved, you know, winning a state championship. What, what do you think you guys have to do? this week in order to put yourselves in that same position? Um, you know, we have to worry about this week. We can't worry about last year's state championship or we can't worry about this year's state championship. We have to worry about, you know, getting up to Rock Springs, doing our assignments, doing our jobs and um, playing a good football game. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, we want to win and we want to move on to the championship. But right now all we need to do is focus on getting up there, getting focused and playing, our, playing a good game. 
Well said. Well said. So we'll wrap it up here with this question. We like to ask everybody this question. We've had some really good answers so far. So the, the bar is really high, Trevor. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Okay. You've got a burger in front of you. It's going gonna, it's oh, gonna to be the Trevor Eldridge burger. You can put anything on the burger that you want to put on the burger. What's, what's going on the Trevor Eldridge burger? Oof. Um, I got to think about this one. I'm sure Caleb's answer was pretty good. Um, you know, you got to go with the, you know, normal hamburger bun. And then you know, I'd probably put like a steak on there. Yeah, I feel like that would be good. Maybe like a tender steak. Oh, ooh, maybe some shrimp. Get a little surf and turf burger. I feel like that wouldn't be half bad. I'm not a huge vegetable guy, so I'm not going to throw any vegetables on there because I want to like it. Maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit of cheese, I think. What kind of cheese are we thinking? Ooh, good old American. Yeah, we'll stay, we'll stay with the simple answer there. So steak, shrimp, and cheese. Is, is that what you're... You know, it doesn't so- sound great when I say it out loud, but I think it would be good. I think it would match. You, you can taste it. I can taste it right now thinking about it. I think it would match. I, I really do. It sounds like what Zion Williamson has been having as his entire diet. <laughs> Probably. That man's an animal. Well, Caleb's answer was pretty good. He, I remember he had Chick-fil-A sauce on his burger. I can't remember what okay. He just said, cover it all in Chick-fil-A sauce. He just wanted okay. to drown it. And then Garrett Schlabs, he had uh, – he now, this is where it's weird. He wanted a barbecue burger from Buffalo Wild Wings. Che- cheese curd. But, yeah, cheese, cheese curd. curd. Cheese curd I, burger from Buffalo Wild Wings. I just couldn't get over huh. the fact that at B-dubs he wanted a burger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he uh, – I can see him going down on a cheese curd burger. That's, yeah, that's very uh, Garrett-like of him. <laughs> well, Trevor Eldridge, East defensive lineman, really appreciate you coming on the podcast with us, and good luck this Friday. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. All right, we're thrilled to be joined now by Tyler Hill. Again, in person this time, like Caden Wilcox. We're over at Metro Coffee. Little plug for them, but Tyler, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you coming on. How's it going today? How's Thursday? It's been a great day. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, we couldn't think of anybody better to have, honestly, after last Friday's game. I mean, I was there, you were in the game, (laughs) and that was one of the best games I've ever, you know, been around. And what what was that just like for you on the field? You know, playing in that game. I mean, it was just it was so special I mean it's something I'll never forget um like like I kind of said in our interview a couple days ago how like I felt like intense focus throughout the game and um you know it was crazy it was just I was just totally walking into what to my plays you know so I mean all right I know you were intensely focused we we went down that but What's that moment like, you know, you, you dan- you're dancing around in the pocket and then Caden Farr is just standing there wide yeah. open. Yeah. What, what's going through your head when you see him wide open like that? Like, oh, my gosh, we still have a chance in this game, basically. <laughs> basically, I just kept my 
my eyes downfield and he was like just absolutely wide open. So like just relief kind of a little bit going through, I guess, after a few ball. I mean, I, I was really focusing on you because you guys were – you had that drive with three minutes left. You've got a chance to tie up the game, maybe win it. Were you actually going to go for two? Yeah, we were actually going to go for two. And, I mean, earlier in the year, I'm sure you remember against East, um, we didn't get it. Wyatt Powell was in. I wasn't in. But Wyatt ran a, you know, QB kind of sneak from shotgun. And we didn't get – and we lost that game. But um, everyone on the offense, Coach Harshman was telling us, like, do you want to go for it? And everyone had all the confidence in the world that we can get it. So, but, of course, you know, the full start draws back. So, we're like, we might as well just put this thing on overtime and get it done that way. So, yeah. So, you, obviously, you guys are heading up to Planet or Sheridan, um, you know, for the last – Seems like the last decade it's been Sheridan and Trona, Sheridan and Trona, Sheridan and Trona winning the state championship with Cheyenne East sprinkled in there a couple times. Yeah, what's it going to be like going up there in this game? Because this is a state championship type of game you guys are going into in all reality. It's it's going to be a lot more intense than last time. I feel like, um, you know, we know what's, you know, we know it's. It's gonna happen. Um, we know what the consequences if we if we lose, you know. So all the seniors and all the juniors are just gonna be it's gonna be intense going up there. The bus ride's gonna you know, you're gonna feel the energy. So a lot of it's gonna go riding into this game. What's it gonna take for you guys to pull it out? I mean, obviously Sheridan's really explosive and they have a good defense uh, like you guys. But, you know, they've just always been really explosive. How do you guys maybe limit those explosive plays, especially on special teams? Because, you know, they they can just – they can score. Yeah, they definitely – Special teams in the state for sure and probably the most athletic team in the state. So, they're – I think we're just going to need to execute the little things. We're going to need to do the little things well um, going up there. I know the season didn't start the best for you guys, but then you guys just slowly started churning. When when was it that you think the season kind of flipped around? Um, not saying you guys started off playing bad. Things just weren't – the ball wasn't rolling your way there early on. Uh, when do you think the season kind of just switched and you guys just started getting all this momentum? I think after our East loss, honestly, that kind of, you know, kicked us in the butt. Like, we need to – pick up things right here because I mean honestly I, I did I wasn't cocky going into the game but I felt like some of my teammates were like just a little boastful and that loss really humbled them. So I think after that it's really it was a kickstart for us for the rest of the season. And we've had, you know, a little ups and downs since then too. But um, definitely that East loss. You guys' defense has been uh, you know, lights out this year. Um you hold the team to 14 points, uh, you know, and you'll lose. But I'm just – that's just because a lot of credit to your defense. Um, what what stood out to you the most about your defense this year? Maybe a certain player or just the unit as a whole, what stood out to you the most? I think um, our camaraderie, camaraderie and our leadership on defense. I mean, uh, like, because I don't play much defense, but I'll play, like, scout team O. 
and you know that that makes me better because I have to face that defense every day in practice, and their communication is just awesome. And they're always communicating. They're always seem to be in the right position, and they all have a common goal. You know, they they're always doing their assignment. So, and it, I mean, there's a couple pretty phenomenal athletes over there, like Caden Wilcox, obviously, but um, you know, no one really too special they just all do their job really well one of the things that you know when i talk to you and your teammates all year you guys have talked about the chemistry that this team has where where do you think you guys have been able to develop that chemistry where does that start um i think it just starts with our friendship outside of football you know kind of our brotherly love um i mean we're all friends on the team we all feel like we're welcome you know in the locker room so i think you know, just being friends outside of football has really, you know, kind of been a good thing for us. You've had some impressive games this season, you know. In in between some, just roller coaster. I know it's tough mm-hmm. being in a two QB system with Wyatt Powell. You know, yeah. What, what's been the high point for you individually this year? Um, high point for me. Honestly, probably that fourth quarter against Thunder Basin last week, you know. Um, that was pretty special, and, uh, you know, that's something I'll always remember. You know, yeah, Wyatt's had just – he's been good, too. Yeah, I mean, I, we have – I think we have to credit Wyatt to a lot of our wins because he's just a phenomenal runner. That's very big of you. I did not expect yeah. that. You know, what? what is it about Wyatt that you think he's able to succeed when he gets in there? I feel like he's kind of like me. He's 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 a really good leader. He's a really good leader. Everyone likes him, um, and he's he's really athletic. You know, he's he's a big kid who can run really fast. So I think his athleticism and his leadership really sets him apart. Those are incredible answers. I did not expect that from you. I mean, I'm, maybe you're a humble guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I want. I want to I want to ask you real quick. I know obviously K Dub is a kind of your guys' biggest rival. Is Sheridan is Sheridan kind of you know almost on that level of rivalry with you guys? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would consider that. It's it's not like a like a hatred rivalry. You know what I'm saying? It's more of a competitive rivalry. Just because this last decade, you know, we've had some great games with them. So yeah, they're definitely. I'd put them second on our list. What's it like playing for Coach Harshman for you? What kind of impact has he made on you? Oh, man. He just ah, – he's a, he's a great coach. Uh, he's just always preaching about, you know, this is – football teaches you to be a better man. And, um, and he's, he's kind of taught me a lot of my leadership qualities. I possessed this season. So, um, yeah, it – it's been really special playing for him for the last, well, two years, but four years I've been in this program. One of the things that I've noticed about NC is that it really is a program. Like, you guys get in there as a freshman and you work your way up to varsity. Like, yeah. That's a grind. I mean, what was that grind like for you? Uh, it's, it's, it's a really big developmental thing, you know, like – you start freshman year, you, you split squads as freshmen, which not a lot of teams in the state do. And to be honest, you get your butt kicked. You know, your freshman year, and it kind of humbles you. But 
when you split squads, you get more playing time for the lesser freshmen, I guess you could say. And so, like, just the development in the weight room, too, and all the off-season training, you know, it, it's definitely a development thing at NC. So, and I think that's one of the reasons why we've been pretty successful. You know, it could be your last game on Friday in Sheridan. We talked about that earlier this week. What what do you got to do in order to make sure that it's not your last game this Friday against Sheridan? Hmm. No, that's a good question. Um, well, let's let's go back to last week at practice against Thunder Basin. Coach Harshman started looking at the seniors, and he kind of had a frantic look in their face. We're like, this could be our last game, and how we're thinking about that too much. And after that win, it kind of all just washed away a little bit, you know. So I think believing is is a huge part of it. If you believe you can, you know, if you believe you can achieve. So, um, you know, I think you just have to believe all four quarters. You have to execute like we did all week in practice. We had a really great week of practice. And, you know, I, th I think that's it, just believing. If you believe, you can achieve. Robert and I have been NC believers for a while now. <laughs> Coach Harsher told me earlier this week, which I love, that you guys were playing for the semifinal championship yeah. on Friday, yeah. <laughs> which is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Well, we're going to wrap it up with this question that we ask everybody. All right. You've got a burger in front of you. You put anything on the burger. It's going to be the Tyler Hill burger. Okay. What's going on the Tyler Hill burger? What, what are you putting on there? Okay, well, you got to have, like, ses sesame seed bun, okay? Big burger, right? Um, pretty thick patty with medium rare, okay? Medium rare. Um, I would put pepper jack cheese on it, melted, with, uh, I would say, I'm kind of a spice guy. I like spicy stuff, so I'd put, like, jalapenos, um, and you know, you know, like the chipotle sauce you kind of get, and I, I'd probably put that as a topping. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. So we so. got sesame seed bun, medium rare with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, and a little chipotle sauce drizzle. Yeah, definitely. That, that sounds really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first first time someone's come at us with a sesame seed bun. Yeah, it has to be that, you know, like yeah, uh, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. And medium rare. Nobody else is given temperature. I like yeah. that. I like that. Maybe, maybe like grilled jalapenos too. Like, ooh. I like so. that. That that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Well, Natrona County quarterback Tyler Hill, really appreciate you making the time. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting with Robert and myself. And good luck tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you for having me. You know, I didn't know how this podcast was going to go. I was kind of nervous, but, you know, it turned out good. So. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that with Natrona County quarterback Tyler Hill and East defensive lineman Trevor Eldridge. We certainly enjoyed talking to them, getting to know those guys a little bit, and certainly wish them good luck on Friday as East travels to Rock Springs. Natrona County will head up to Sheridan. Should be a couple of Good games, hopefully. Hopefully, it definitely not hurt to see both of them find a way to make it through, but we shall see what happens on Friday. That's why you play the football games. 
I thought we were going to give a few predictions here, but honestly, I, I, they're too close to call. So we're just going to hope for some good games on Friday, some good stuff to talk about next week. Really hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Really hope everybody has been enjoying the podcast for weeks now. Really appreciate everybody who's been downloading, listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing the podcast. All of that really helps us out. Really appreciate all of the support. It's it's fun to do this, man. It's it's a great time each week putting this together. So really appreciate everybody who's you know enjoyed the podcast and has been listening to the podcast faithfully. It really means a lot to myself and to Robert. We'll be back to talk to you next week, heading into a state championship game. State titles will be handed out next week, no matter what, down there in Laramie. So excited for that. If you're looking for Pokes talk, check out Preview in the Pokes with Josh Criswell. I will hop on there myself. Certainly not the season that everybody thought it was going to be after starting off 4-0, but you know, got to play the games. That's why you play the games. You find out the results, that kind of thing. And it was certainly a result last weekend in San Jose. Shout out to Shakewell for the music. And we'll be back next week. Stay